Okay, now with the announcement of the season um, coming up, what can you share is, with us as being possibly one of the bigger holdups? Hmm. Uh, as far as what, what took so long to, uh, to, to, for us to announce? Yes. Um, you know, it, it, this was something I dealt with on a, a couple of different interviews. Okay. We have, um, but, 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 yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a really good question because uh, El Rey always wanted it. It was never a question of whether or not um, El Rey wanted a second season. It was about. It was more about uh, how uh, how were we going to pay for uh, Lucha Underground season two at the same quality, at the same level of quality that season one had. Um, we have investors um, from Mexico mm-hmm. who helped sort of fund um, uh, some of the overages in season one, and there were overages, but it was not nowhere near the number that that had been reported and kicked around uh, the internet sites. Um, and so it was about proving to them that there was a path by which we could make the, the show profitable. Right. Um, there, there's still some deals that are pending that we will hope, hopefully be able to announce um, uh, that uh, will be big and exciting and will probably guarantee us a, a way to stay on the air for a long time. Okay. Um, but, for, but for now, uh, we, have, uh, you know, we have a path to do season two. Um, we've found some ways to make it cheaper but not lose quality. Um, but, but we're sort of leaving some options on the table um, for subsequent seasons and for additional episodes and, and more things to happen next summer. That's fantastic. Um, now, within reason, as far as not trying to spill too much about the upcoming season, uh, based on some of the events of last season's finale and storylines possibly leading up to that, um, what storylines storylines can fans reasonably see developing further? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you know, I think that uh, uh, one of the more interesting ones is what, what now will happen uh, with the Dragon Azteca character and the Dragon Azteca mask mm-hmm. with that you know, who will sort of carry the mantle, uh, you know, one of the sort of um, areas of, uh, of storytelling and one of the sort of legendary myths that we sort of play with is the idea of the seven Aztec tribes. And clearly one of those tribes is the uh, Dragon Azteca tribe. And so uh, what revenge will they now look to seek uh, with Dario Cueto, with Black Lotus? Um, that's obviously a storyline. Uh, Il Muertas and Katrina taking over the temple um, and, and, and possessing all the original Aztec gold, that's obviously a major storyline. Uh, Dario Cueto on the run and what that means for the temple and what that means for his future, that's certainly a great storyline. Uh, we have obviously everyone's favorite Pentagon Jr. who's now been uh, unleashed and on the loose, and, you know, how we handle that, uh, especially with the... Uh, um, uh, his his relationship with Vampiro, um, that's definitely something that a lot of people uh, are going to want to know, and we'll be addressing that, you know, in the early episodes as well. Um, pretty much, we're, you know, we, we, we will eventually get around to, to answer all the questions that we posed in Ultima Lucha. Um, some might have to wait a few weeks before we get to them, but, but we have a plan to sort of attack everything, and it won't be in the way that's predictable. I'll just say that. Good. Keep us wanting more. Um, <laughs> um, now, we're, we're, we're very unafraid to try things. Now, now we've gotten 
uh, we've gotten away with a lot in season one, and, and we we've, um, have a lot of, uh, of goodwill with our fan base. And, um, you know, we're, we're hoping that uh, our fans will trust us uh, enough to let these storylines uh, grow and, and build and resolve uh, in, in the way that is the least predictable as possible. Um, among one of the more popular social media trends was hashtag Netflix needs Lucha. Now, uh, that being said, what is the likelihood of a streaming service or availability for residents outside the U.S. to watch the prior season? Because myself, as being a resident of Toronto or Ontario, Canada, um, I really had to search high and low um, and, and not necessarily look through the most nefarious of means, but have to look through various means because it's not necessarily the most accessible. What? And, and believe me, we understand that you know, half of our battle is making a, a easy legal way to view our product, and that's hard. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the L Ray Network is not offered everywhere, and uh, it's not on a streaming service or a VOD service yet. And that, in some ways, you know, other shows worry about putting on a product that's good enough that people will want to watch. We sort of have the reverse. We have a product that everybody wants to watch and no way to watch it. So it's kind of a, a it's a unique issue. Uh, it's one that <laughs> that we're, we're actively trying to solve. Um, I don't have anything official to announce, but I can tell you that there are some very um, uh, ongoing uh, negotiations and, and conversations happening with with video uh, with with uh, a video on demand service. So you know, I, I I can't announce anything officially, but um, we certainly are still in the in the discussion. Okay. Um, no, I know that's I know that's kind of like this kind of sucks. <laughs> I, wish I, I, I wish I I wish I could tell you. Um, I know your hands are tied, uh, and you can only say my hands so much. Are tied, but I will tell you that that's not a dead end by any by any stretch. Okay. Well, that said, you know we have to have a follow up when we do have official things to announce. Then, Eric, right? Um, <laughs> how's the show um, now? How has the show evolved from its inception to the season finale? And how can you see it developing over the course of the next season? Like, how, where did you see that growth? Did you foresee it to being where it ended up between popularity, between storylines developing, between talent coming yeah. in? I, I, I actually thought that, um, uh, I actually, you know, interesting, you know, I, I didn't think we'd be so far into the sci-fi realm as we are at this point. I think originally... Uh, Chris DeJoseph and I both kind of were, were wanting to be very cautious on how we start to roll out some of the more supernatural elements of our characters and our storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted it to be user-friendly and feel familiar at first. Uh, we knew we were pushing things with the, the style of uh, vignettes that we were shooting and that that would take some adjustment period. Um, and so we didn't want to lead with a bunch of crazy stuff right out of the, right out of the um, shoot. You know, we wanted to slowly build and dole that stuff out slowly, engage the audience reaction. What we found is that, you know, in a lot of ways, it's a more honest portrayal of a, of a, of a, of a TV show, even though, you know, we, we, we uh, um, have embraced the full theater of it. Um, we're not trying to play this sort of wink and nod game with our audience saying, yeah, you should, we'll pretend like this is really happening if you pretend like this is really happening. Uh, and, and I think that that was probably the biggest um, shift, in pre, you know, and, and risk that we took. 
from notable promotions um, that have crossed the realm both uh, through North America and all over the world. Um, what would the likeliness, likeliness be of a cross-promotional type storyline? Would that ever be entertained? Something, um, I mean, not... I of the show come about and what was uh, the inspiration for the concept Um, I'd done a lot of sort of fighting combat shows like uh, uh, 
little niche covers. Um, and so, you know, I, I was sort of, you know, I learned, I'm a quick study when it comes to sort of subcultures and the way things work. And, 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 and you know, yet I had never really ventured into, um, you know, putting on our own promotion. So uh, it, it was, there was a lot of different people that were contributing uh, early on, both from within the wrestling world and from outside and more in the television world. Um, and so it was really my job initially for the first several months was just trying to pull everybody into the same page and sort of uh, uh, find the common ground and to uh, try to get everybody to, to share the same vision. Um, and it was tricky. It was really, it was really hard. And, um, uh, you know, it, 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 took, it took several months and it took several episodes of taping before we all started to see what was working. Um, but, but the original idea came from um, the uh, Factory Made Ventures, which is uh, uh, sort of Robert, one of uh, the, uh, let, me, let me stop and correct that. Let me see. The original concept came from the El Rey Network, mm-hmm. um, one of the original shows that they wanted to, to, to um, develop was a, a Lucha Libre product that was a little more updated and a little skewed, a little younger, and was you know sort of made for maybe second or third generation Mexican Americans. Okay. Um, now this might be a little bit harder to answer because you've said you're not necessarily a wrestling guy per se. But uh, with production and filming and all that goes into putting together the program, one of the questions that tends to be asked amongst wrestling fans is the idea of an off season. Um, and, yeah. So now, what would you think? What is what is your theory? Clearly, like the fans have shown a, such a demand for it. But does it is it something that would be effective when it comes to TV production and going in that direction? Uh, certainly, we would love as many episodes in a year as we can um you know it does it, it is a little uh, uh it's expensive and it, it you know when you when you go down and you sort of close your doors for you know three months you, you know you're taking on risk you know mm-hmm. you're you've got you know risk with your location you've got risk with your cast you've got risk with your crew you know it's much easier to keep a, the same exact crew if you're paying them 52 weeks a year um but we're also, uh, you know, sort of our motto is, you know, put the money on the screen. And, um, you know, we don't really want to build a huge bloated um, infrastructure and overhead that, that uh, you know, with offices and personnel and, and um, you know, kind of this big infrastructure, I'd say, uh, and, and bureaucracy. We, we're very lean and mean. You know, it's our, our, our staff is very small. It's all pretty much all freelancers. Um, uh, you know, who, who love this kind of thing and who want to do this kind of thing. Um, we don't have pay-per-views to build to. Um, and so, you know, our motto is, is that we can, we can put on something every week that, that, uh, um, that, you know, WWE or TNA or Ring of Honor, you know, who are building to pay-per-view, they can't, they can't give away the good stuff for free. Right. And so that's kind of our competitive advantage. We, we're like every week there's got to be something that people are talking about. We have to sort of um, our, our only survival, our only chance for survival is to is to keep people talking every week. Um, and without, uh, you know, we noticed even in the build-up to Ultima Lucha, you know, things were progressing slower than we wanted, than we were used to, I would say, because, uh, you know, we were actually building to uh, sort of a main 
you know, tentpole event that, that, we, that we wanted to have happen. But, you know, for the bulk of that season, you know, we were having stories beginning, you know, we were having stories start, uh, we were having stories um, uh, intensify, and we were having storylines resolve all in the same week, you know, and, and we weren't all, uh, we, we were able to sort of play with the life cycle of the different storylines, and so that every week there was something great you were going to see. Um, Makes sense or not? No, it does. It does. Um, I, I know you can't divulge too much on casting for the coming season, so um, this is more of a casting question. Um, well, I can, I can I can say we're looking for more females, and okay. we'll be we'll be uh, signing more uh, female uh, luchadoras because I think that's one area where um, where we all were in agreement we need to explore further. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had uh, sexy star and Eva and Eva was had a broken foot for half the season. So, yeah. so you know, we definitely want to expand on that. Um, it's no secret that we are hoping to work something out um, with AAA and uh, with Rey Mysterio. Um, but you know, we're hoping that a lot of our guys will be coming back. Not everyone will come back, but we're we're hoping that a lot of them will. So um, the casting. Uh question is more what do you take into consideration as it applies to lucha underground with casting is it um you're looking for a very latin feel because there's more it's it's it crosses whether ethnicity doesn't necessarily play a part in that so um with your willie max and your brian cages and yeah you know know, we we we, um we don't you know we don't so it would be sort of um uh, it, it would be slightly hypocritical, I think, to just say, oh, we have to only have Latin talent. Mm-hmm. So obviously, we want people who can lucha, yeah. who, who are familiar with the style, because at our core, uh, you know, in our name, it's Lucha Underground. So um, we look for versatility. We look for guys, you know, if, if they're not trained classical lucha style like a lot of our AAA guys are, we at least want them versatile enough where they can work lucha style. Guys like That's why guys like... Uh, um, uh, Prince Puma and uh, Johnny Mundo and even Brian Cage to a large extent mm-hmm. are, are, are extremely valuable to us uh, because they can go with anybody. They can go with the American wrestlers and they can go with the Lucha guys and they can um, and, and everybody looks great. And so you know we obviously look for some versatility. Um, personally, I kind of like the guys that don't fit the mold. Um, guys like the Willie Max, you know, mm-hmm. guys like. Uh, the Matt Crosses and the, the the people who don't fit, um, you know, the sort of what you would almost consider the WWE standards. Yeah. Um, um, we're not trying to compete with them. We are trying to compete in the areas where they are not. Um, wrestling storylines have to resonate with an audience, and oftentimes in other promotions they don't. But to what can you attribute the connection the storylines have had with the Lucha Underground audience? What is it that stood out? Well, I, I think it's, honestly, I think it's our presentation of our character pieces and our vignettes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that um, you, you put a lot of pressure on a performer to um, cut promos in front of a live audience and to do these backstage uh, scenes that feel kind of awkwardly set up where there's a, a camera spying on them and things are happening and they're trying to, uh, you know, uh, pretend like they're, you know, existing in the, in, in the you know, the real world, like almost like a reality show format. Uh-huh. You know, we've, we've got full theater and we have a director and we have super talented editors and we have uh, 
uh, composers, and we have all the tricks of the trade uh, to, to, you know, create compelling and entertaining stories. And, um, you know, it, it, it's, we're not just putting, you know, putting you in a ring and giving you a, script, a promo script to, to read to a, a live audience. We're creating, you know, we have props and we have set decorating and we have all the tricks that movies use. Um, and, I, and I think that uh, I think that that actually has been the single biggest thing. And, and uh, you know, well, let me back up a little bit. And another big thing is we have you know actors to work with. Um, uh, Luis Fernandez Gill, who, who plays Dario Cueto, uh, you know, he, he makes everybody a better performer. He makes everybody. His job is to be a good actor, not to be a wrestler. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's a great actor. And uh, uh, you know, and we're grateful that we have him. He makes everybody more believable because he's so good. Um, and so uh, I, I just think that it's um, we're, we're doing something that is familiar yet different. You know, you're, you're watching a dramatic show like you would watch uh, any other drama series on television. And uh, it just so happens that it's about wrestling. And so uh, we're putting less uh, burden on the actual wrestling performer to be convincing. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. It does. Um, the next question. I don't want it to be as though I'm trying to ask for dirt because that's not by any means what I intend on, on doing with this next question. Sure. So as I frame it, um, please bear with me. Um, okay. Being is that you're aware of the different promotions that are out there, are there certain storylines or writing that you can see in other promotions that you think have the potential to being better? Um, and any that you can look at it and say, you know what, I can do that, or it, it can, if we were to take something like that and make it work in Lucha Underground, this is what I would do. Is there anything that you've seen, either past or present, maybe? Uh, a storyline? Uh, yeah, I, w- I will tell you this, and it's the God's honest. <laughs> I do not watch wrestling. Okay. I don't watch, I don't watch Raw. I don't, I don't think I've ever watched an episode of TNA. I think I watched one time. I've never seen an episode of Ring of Honor. Uh, I have no idea who the star. I couldn't tell you who the champion of is of, of any of these groups. I don't watch it. Okay. Uh, my role is not to get caught up in what other people are doing. And I can tell you that Chris watches very, very little. Chris DeJoseph, mm-hmm. very, very little wrestling, and his team. Uh, they, they, I mean, they check in on it, and I think they watch, you know, the pay-per-views. Um, um, but like when a, a WrestleMania happens, I'll just I'll be talking to DJ and I'll say, "Yeah, how, how was WrestleMania?" And he'll either say, "Oh, it was pretty good," or "Oh, it sucked," or, 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 or you know, whatever. Like, like I, I don't really get caught up in what they're doing. Okay. Um, so, so the the short answer is, is it doesn't affect me at all because I don't I, I don't feel like um, I don't feel like that will make our show any better by by watching what they're doing. That's a great answer. Um, last couple questions, then I'll let you go. Um, now, what does the balance of 2015 uh, and now moving on to 2016 have in store for Eric Van Wagenen and Lucha Underground outside of the season premiere? Oh wait, wait. What does what does what does what have in store for me? But, so, what does the balance oh. of 2015 um, have in store for you and for Lucha Underground? Well, I think. Uh... Uh, we're, we're starting to build back up in the temple in Boyle Heights, and we're excited to be back there. Uh, there were such some concerns that we would, wouldn't be able to pull it off, but we are. We're going to be back in the same building. Um, we will be shooting starting e- 
we are. Um, and we're really hoping that they're, you know, we're, we're close enough where um, there's a few things that, that we're hoping to land on the business side in the next couple of months that really should keep us around for a while. And I think once we all cross that, um, we will we will also we will all sort of breathe a little easier, and we'll all be able to make a little uh, more more permanent plans for our future. Um, personally, I'm also you know working on Mark Burnett's uh, The Celebrity Apprentice, which is uh, gearing up with our new host uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, hmm. and uh, that will be shooting in the spring, probably after we finish shooting Lucha Underground. And uh, was there anything else you'd like to share, encourage, promote, advocate? Um, for wrestling fans, for Lucha Underground fans, means of ways that they can connect with you if they were interested to. I know you did your Reddit, your AI yeah, I, Reddit. I so. think, uh, you know, I think we keep an eye out for some cool things that uh, Ray is, is planning to do, uh, ramping up to our season premiere of season two. I think we'll be obviously um, re airing the season uh, in blocks, and we will most likely. Uh, have some second screen elements that we'll we'll be able to share with our hardcore fans. Um, I would say that uh, uh, support the LRA network uh, as a channel. I, I think they're one of the uh, few networks on television that really is trying to uh, redefine uh, network television or cable network television and do things differently. And we we take their cues from our our, our network and support El Rey. They're, they are a great channel, and it's a great, um, they have been instrumental in everything that you like about Beach Underground. Thank you for listening to the Pro Wrestling Post podcast with Mark Madison. We'll be back very soon with another great interview. You can always check our website, www.prowrestlingpost.com, for more content. Thank you, and see you next time.